Hello, this is Coach from DFS Coach Talk. Real quickly, before you watch the podcast, I want to mention a couple quick things. We, we really appreciate you tuning in. Uh, we have a special offering here at DFS Coach Talk that is different than any other DFS provider in the industry, and that's why we're the fastest growing. We build everything by hand. We have a group of pros that put in hours and hours every day preparing winning lineups for you in the NBA, NFL, PGA and Major League Baseball, and we're also doing bonus coverage right now of KBO until sports come back. So join now, get a free month this whole month. Uh, the uh, memberships don't start until July 30th, so enjoy that, make some money, build some bankroll, and definitely uh, engage with us on all social media. We're DFS Co Coach Talk everywhere, and we'd love to engage with you and get you involved. So. Enjoy the podcast, and let's take down some money and just crush it. Summer is here, and sports are finally back, which can only mean one thing. It's time to kick back, relax, and make some cash. Everyone has to start somewhere, which is why you want to get off on the right foot by choosing an established book like MyBookie.ag. And with all the major sports seasons just around the corner, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. Dynamic betting lines and a simple-to-use platform make the process easier than it's ever been. Create your account in just a few easy steps. Deposit and begin placing your bets. Sign up now using promo code COACHTALK to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to $1,000 plus $25 extra free play. That's promo code COACHTALK. Use it to score yourself an extra piece of the pie. With my bookie, you bet, you win, and most importantly, when you win, you get paid. Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, July 16th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am very honored to be here with two gentlemen today for a three-man podcast, and it also happens to be the newest member to the Coach Talk family, and we couldn't be more thrilled about that. So, uh, with you know, without any further ado, I'll, obviously everybody knows Mr. Andrew Hansen here, and also now Mr. Freddie Mills. So, gentlemen, how are you doing today? Yeah, well, this is exciting, Coach. Uh, you know, I'm pumped for the three-man booth with Freddie along here for the first time. And Freddie, just want to welcome you again here. Uh, you've started uh, producing the articles that uh, were so popular on Twitter, and you've been sharing them with us here at, at uh, DFS Coach Talk to put on our website. So we're thrilled about that, to, to have you as a partner. want to welcome you in here on the podcast. And invite you to tell folks a little bit about you know how you got so so passionate about the kbo yeah uh thanks for having me uh really looking forward to uh, being with you guys and talking about the kbo um i've been a lifelong baseball fan um uh, like most and during this whole uh covid um 19 shutdown uh you know i, I was really looking for some way to scratch my sports fan itch and uh you know, heard about Korean baseball and just uh, jumped head first right into the league. Uh, you know, learning about the different teams, uh, players, uh, rivalries, everything like that. Uh, when the game started, of course, uh, watching every day, uh, getting to know, you know, some of the intricacies of the league, uh, little differences between that and the MLB. 
and you know I've I've loved it. Uh, I I'm sure even when NLB comes back, I'm going to stick uh, with following the KBO because it's a game I've certainly enjoyed, and uh, you know just love talking about it. That's fantastic, and I'll tell you we've. Again, you know, who thought you'd be we'd be covering Korean baseball like this? It's absolutely <laughs> a riot. But, you know, obviously, you know, when we launched Coach Talk uh, earlier this year, you know, we we ran headfirst into this COVID shutdown. And, you know, we determined that we were going to continue to provide for our members. And, and we've done that with KBO. And we've actually done fantastic. I almost hate to, to switch back as, as much as it's tough to get up in the middle of the night all the time, which there are time differences. All three of us are on a different uh, time. Uh, you're like an hour and a half off, which is really weird, uh, Freddie, and then Andrew's an hour off. But, you know, we've, we've been able to, to be very successful in KBO. We love it. But, you know, it's going to be from a DFS perspective, you're going to see a transition now from KBO uh, to MLB, and then we're going to have NBA right on its uh, heels. So, you know, we'll be adjusting accordingly, but we still have these couple of weeks left of KBO that we want to enjoy it and stay hot. And, you know, having Freddie aboard is just awesome. And uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get him involved in a few other things we're doing, maybe some MLB, maybe some PGA and, uh, we're going to just keep uh, chatting with that. But fantastic to have a new member, uh, Canadian. So we've got some Canadian members. they got to love that we have a Canadian staff member. And uh, <laughs> how, about, how about that is what I guess I should say. But uh, anyway, just it's great to have, have you join us. And, you know, mainly today's podcast, I'm going to really try to stick to the hosting duo since I have our top two KBO brainiacs here and let them break the slate down for you. I will tell you right off the bat, the five games look good weather-wise. I don't think we're going to have any issues. Only one game has a slight chance of rain, but we should be fine. And that's always can be a very difficult uh, piece of it. I uh, also want to share something real quickly here, just on a private, uh, private note, but I'm going to be doing podcasts the next seven or eight days in a row. So Figured I'd share it, share it now. Uh, I've been feeling a little under the weather since this weekend and uh, got tested for COVID. And unfortunately, it came back positive this morning. So I am a uh, walking, talking COVID guy now. So I guess, uh, if anything, I wanted to share that because our listeners, you know, are loyal to us every day and our members. And I'm, I'm doing fine. I mean, I, I have some symptoms, some chest issues and a little bit of a sore throat and things like that, but not the full-blown, you know, loss of taste and smell, high fever, nothing like that. So my doctor thinks I'm just, you know, steaming through it. I've got a lockdown here uh, pretty much uh, with no one around till the 24th. So it's going to be, I'm going to be reaching out to all of our our listeners and our members, because it's just going to be me and the dogs. So uh, it's going to be interesting. So just want to throw it out there in case I sound a little scratchy or, or anything. That's that's the reason. But I'm doing fine. Uh, I'm totally zoned in. We're not going to miss a beat with anything we're doing uh, with KBO and then MLB, NBA. Everything's going to keep rocking and rolling. So we're going to get this started. Want to share that just real quickly. Want to thank uh, our sponsors for 
bringing this podcast uh, to you today. And that's mybookie.ag, the place to go for all your sports wagering and casino action. Go to mybookie.ag and use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word, uh, no space, and you receive up to uh, $1,000 as a 50% bonus to what your first deposit is. And just for being a listener to Coach Talk, you get a $25 free play. And also our friends at TBG, go to tbg.com or you can go to our website, uh, dfscoachtalk.com and uh, click on the banner that says risk-free $300 bet. And it's exactly what it says. TBG, uh, you uh, deposit the money in your account, bet $300 on a horse, he loses. TVG gives you the entire 300 back. So if you hit it, you got a nice big little bankroll there that you can shift around and use wherever you need to. So anyway, we appreciate those sponsors. We thank you for listening in today. And again, just a hearty welcome to Freddie, who I'm going to say I think looks a little like Gary Woodland from the PGA. So I want to get that out of the way. <laughs> and I didn't pay, play Gary Woodland. Now I feel a little guilty, Freddie. I'm sorry about that. My and golf that, game is my golf game is nothing like his, unfortunately. Uh, oh, that's, that's, that's I don't buy that. That sounds like a hustle. <laughs> that's a hustle right there. Um, so let's let yeah, we're gonna dive into this. Uh, I'll set the stage on these. Like I say, we expect all of them to play, so I think we're in, in good shape. All right. Uh, before we do that, though, I got to ask you one question, Andrew. I know you're gonna kill me, but it's, oh boy. it's such a horror story. You yep. got to share it. Tell us about your little five-team parlay last night. Oh, my gosh. It was looking so good when I woke up, you know, at like 8 o'clock. It was basically the sixth or seventh inning across the league. You know, with one eye, I opened my eye and kind of checked the phone, see what's going on. And everything's looking good. So it was a five-team parlay. I went with KT Wiz on the run line. They covered it. Doosan on the run line. They covered it. Nice. I had Dinos to win. That was an easy victory. I had Samsung plus one and a half. Now that went back and forth a little bit, but always looked pretty pretty strong down the stretch. And of course, they they won outright. And so yeah. the only thing, the only piece left of the puzzle was Lote um, against LG and or sorry LG, LG against Lote, right? And so uh, I looked at my phone and it was LG was up ten to four in the sixth inning. Yep. And so I'm like, well, this is perfect. <laughs> it's going to be like a better than 10 to 1 payout. And before I know it, they lose 15 to 10. The bullpen just crushed me. Oh. And so I wanted to ask Freddie about this because I know, you know, following him on Twitter, you know, he's been all over the the betting side of things. And of course, we focus on DFS, but we're we're big into betting as well. And yeah. we, we know how there's such a big crossover between betting and DFS. And, you know, Freddie has been very successful with betting tips and uh, making great plays. And I've noticed here recently that one of the things he talks about is obviously how bad some of these bullpens are and avoiding the full game bet and going with the first five. So, uh, Freddie, was this just, you know, exhibit A of what not to do with a parlay? You know, stay away from the full game bet in the in the KBO? Yeah, that was certainly a, uh, a tough beat this morning. Uh, I was talking to a few people on uh, – Twitter as well, who uh, suffered a similar fate. Um, it's definitely something that I've uh, learned the hard way as well. Uh, through the first month of the season, um, you know, I had a couple of games get away from me that looked really good. And as I got to know the league a little bit better, um, just made the decision to 
if I'm going to bet on the games, I generally try and focus on the first five uh, because I can isolate the starting pitchers. If I do like a matchup, uh, I just feel a little bit better of uh, knowing who's going to be on the mound versus who's going to potentially be in there in the later innings. Um, if you're talking league-wide, I mean, I would put it probably as being less than five guys that I would look at as being high-quality arms that you can probably trust to shut things down. Uh, Kiwim has a pair. Anyone who's watched the games on uh, ESPN uh, earlier this week, uh, Anru Jin, uh, Joe Sang-woo, I mean, those guys are lights out. Uh, that's why I, I favor them when playoff time comes. But uh, if you look around at the other teams, uh, it's just not there. Uh, so you do see a lot of funny things happen late in games. Um, so I guess from a betting point of view, um, that's certainly something I've tried to do a little bit more. Obviously, it doesn't always work out. I was lucky in that game this morning because they fell down 4 nothing, but then scored five runs in the fifth to uh, win the first five. So I got a little bit lucky there. Wow. Uh, but, but um, you know, it's just something that I think I'm going to continue with uh, because, like I said, I would rather isolate the starters and not worry about the bullpens at all. Yeah, and, you know, it's... Um... It's funny because the two guys you mentioned there for Kiwum, those are bullpen pitchers. And a lot of the folks who follow us and play DFS don't even know those names because yeah. you can't play a, a relief pitcher. So you focus on the starters. You pay attention to the bullpens and their ERAs, but you don't you don't really need to know those names as much as you do. Um, but it, it, it is very helpful. And, you know, it, it brings up a topic that I think is worth discussing real quick is, you know, usually when we – use a starting pitcher in daily fantasy, we don't want to use the batters against him. But with some of these matchups, you can almost predict that the starter's not going to go five. You know, he may only go three or four, and then it's really, you're getting the majority of the game with your bats against the bullpen. So even though if, if you don't like the, the matchup to start, say it's lefty-lefty, but you can predict that the starter's going to go out in three or four innings, you can still, you know, use that batter and just predict that he's going to be successful once the bullpen arms get in there. Yeah, I uh, I made a point actually on Twitter yesterday about uh, NC's matchup with Kiwum today. Uh, Kiwum was starting uh, Moonsung Hyun, who's basically a bullpen guy. Uh, he pitched on Monday, uh, so that told me all I needed to know about that. He wasn't going to go any longer than three, four innings uh, if he was efficient. And with uh, Amu Jin and Joe Sang Wu pitching both Tuesday and Wednesday, I had a pretty good idea that they wouldn't be available either. So that made me really like nc not only to win uh but also to score runs so i had them to win and go over their team total uh it worked out perfectly uh obviously having rosinski on the mound made it all much more comfortable but uh things like that like knowing bullpen usage and knowing teams uh top guys can certainly help you uh, maybe pick spots for team totals and like you said for dfs if you're looking for certain matchups where hitters may have an advantage against some of the weaker bullpen arms, uh, which is what NC faced today, uh, you can probably be pretty successful. Yeah, I, that's those are great points and great insight. I mean, you know, we're uh, we certainly promote the the sports betting side of it. You know, we hope you, you everybody goes to mybookie.ag to do that and use our promo code Coach Talk because you get it's you know you get so much out of it. Um, but, you know, just to put that all into perspective together from both the betting side and the DFS side, the one common commonality that that you that uh, has been stated here with you two guys. And I believe this is the same. 
the Korean baseball side of things, they have a nice uh, about seven or eight starting pitchers that are that are good pitchers that, that can get it done. And so you get a rotation of good pitchers. You can find uh, a couple of them every night that are that are, uh, you know, borderline major league fifth starter kind of pitchers, but good, really good in KBO. However, the, the weakness that I see is the bullpens across the board. Even Kiwoom has the best is not like t- lights out all the time. Um, most of the teams, even the best teams, especially the Dinos who have the worst bullpen, you're going to have a lot of teams scoring runs late. So betting that first five innings as opposed to Major League Baseball where you have the seventh inning specialist, the eighth inning setup, and the ninth inning closer, it's they don't have any of that in KBO. So, you know, the hitting's there, the defense is there, the athleticism, there's a decent group of starters. But where the weakness is that I see in the KBO are there's some horrible relief pitchers. So factor that in when you build your DFS lineups and certainly factor that in and take Freddie's advice on betting those first uh, five innings because you get a much truer uh, aspect of what happens in the game. So great stuff. And hopefully, you know, our uh, DFS and our betting uh, folks out there really take advantage of that information. All right, let's jump right to this slate. It is a 5.30 a.m. Eastern time start uh, as usual, Uh, 4.30 here in Dallas, which means I'm in Discord at about 3.50. You got to love KBO. Um, Hanwha Eagles, 17 and 45 at the LG Twins, 31, 29 and 1, which is really odd in baseball to have a tie, but it's there. So we've got uh, Jinwook Kim, 0-0 with a 4-3-9 ERA, and Chan Gyu Lim, or I believe it's pronounced M, is 4-3 with a 4.49 ERA. Our friends at mybookie.ag, the updated lines to the moment, have LG a massive 322 favorite. They're even a 149 favorite on the run line. And the over-under in that game is nine and a half, which is the low number of the day. The other four are all ten and a half. So expecting maybe the LG pitcher to lock them down a little bit. Uh, Andrew, how do you guys see this game? I'll let, have you start off. Yeah, I'm excited about game one because I like the LG pitcher and I like the LG bats. Obviously, uh, M is facing Hanwha. Uh, not a strong hitting team. He was excellent against them the first time. Six innings, one earned run, eight strikeouts. Lefties are only hitting 204 against him. Really good strikeout rate, 57 strikeouts in 58 and a third innings. So he's probably my favorite pitcher, all things considered. On DraftKings, he's a nice price of 8200 Yeah. And then these bats, uh, the LG bats, we love to stack the lefties against an average or poor right-handed pitcher. And this one, off to a rough start, four and a third innings. He's already given up two home runs to lefties. And these lefties are better than the ones he gave up home runs to. So, you know, one through four, C. Lee, G. Juan O, H. Kim, Ramos, all those guys are in play. I'm going to be stacking those guys in, in multiple lineups. How about how about you, Freddie? You think uh, LG is, is worth the heavy price here? Uh, I certainly do. Uh, just to add a couple of things on uh, M. Um, he has a 57 to 15 strikeout to walk ratio. So anytime you see a four to one ratio for a starting pitcher, it gives you a good idea that they're going to be successful long term. It's not fluky. 
Um, if you look then at Hama, Hama is third in the KBO in Ks. So with his high K rate, he basically averages uh, a strikeout an inning. Uh, and their propensity to strike out, I think he'd be a great DFS play. Um, you did mention that he held, holds um, left-handed hitters to a 204 average. Uh, Hamwa recently, after they've recalled some of their players and they've got a couple of guys back from the injured list, most days now they have a starting lineup with left six left-handed bats. Uh, so I think it's a great matchup for him uh, with his ability to, to handle left-handed hitters and his ability to get strikeout. Uh, he's a really good changeup, which is why I think he um, handles left-handed hitters well. Uh, with respect to the LG hitters, um, I would be totally on board with their strategy. Uh, I noticed, uh, I mean, it's a very small sample size with um, the Hamlet starter, but it's a 500 average against left-handed hitters so far. And uh, we chatted a bit yesterday about uh, Kim Hyun Soo. He hits third for uh, LG. Uh, had a, a small uh, bit of time there with the Orioles and I think maybe the Phillies in MLB. And uh, he's been red hot. Um, he has six multi-hit games in his last 10. Uh, hits 327 against right-hand pitching. Uh, and as I was saying yesterday, when these guys with MLB pedigree get hot, they're probably uh, guys you should rod in DFS. So... He would probably be my top play in this game, and uh, Shangu would probably be my top pitcher if I was going to play DFS for sure. Excellent. Um, I, you know, I'll just real quickly state I'm completely agree, and we may get a little bit of chalkiness in this one, but I think M's an outstanding play. Um, again, you know, there's only three three predominant strikeout guys, and again, that's it's such a differentiator. On those, you know, on the points scored by the pitchers, you got to really put an extra emphasis on the strikeouts. And M with 57, Wright with 51, and Brooks with 66. They're the three big dogs today. They happen to be the highest three price pitchers. But if you want the guys that can, you know, throw an eight or nine strikeout game in the mix, it's those three. And M's the cheapest of the three. So he's in play. And I completely agree with, uh, two, three, or four-man stack at the top of that LG lineup. It just looks too juicy to, to pass up. So great stuff. Let's let's jump to game two. KTW, 31-30 and 30 at the NC Dinos, 40-19-1. Uh, Hyung Jun So, a 4-5 record with a 6.23 ERA. And Michael Wright, 6-2 with a 3.93 ERA. And our mybookie.ag line on this game has the NC Dinos minus 238. So uh, the third biggest chalk. We got three big chalk today. LG, this one, and then we got one coming up. But the Dinos are minus 238. Not bad minus 121 on the run line, even though they're home and they're not going to get that extra at bat. That's still a pretty good number. And as I said, the 10 and a half run line. So let's start with you, Andrew. All right, well, this is really uh, a fun matchup to look at. Mike Wright against KT. So I'm curious what Freddie thinks. I am a little bit hesitant to play Mike Wright. I know he's got, you know, great strikeout numbers, but he does give up home runs, and he's faced KT twice. And, you know, he's had solid outings, only giving up one earned run both times. But the lefties got on base quite a bit. Quite a bit. K uh, B. Kang faced him six times and got on base four times. 
Rojas got on base three out of his six plate appearances, and Yang Ho Jo got on base two out of his three plate appearances. And if those lefties have similar success against him tonight, and any of these righties that have been pretty hot lately, uh, you know, have success, then I, I think you know KT could, uh, you know you know, really uh, challenge, right, and, and possibly even win. I, I mean, I know the, the Dino's bats are in a good spot, too. But, um, you know, the, the other thing with Mike Wright is he's his maximum length of outing this year is six innings. He has not exceeded that yet. And he uses a lot of pitches. Um, so I, I may not get to him as much as uh, other folks will. And I'm hope, hopefully, hoping that will give a little bit of an edge. Uh, I'll say quickly on the Dinos bats, they're in a great spot. Lefties and righties are both hitting over 300 against Young John So. Um, so Minwoo Park, I'm looking at him. Uh, and then I may get a mini stack in some lineups down in the order with the Dinos. Jin Hyuk No, uh, he got on base four times yesterday. And Jin Sung Kang, 4,200. I mean, you know, it's just incredible that he's batting eighth and ninth. With the numbers he has, I mean, you know, Freddie, does that just tell you all you need to know about how deep the Dinos batting lineup is that he's down at eighth and ninth recently? Yeah, they're pretty loaded. Uh, I think they prefer to have him toward the bottom. Uh, that's where he started the season. This is a guy who kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, I don't even think he was supposed to start the season starting lineup. Uh, but when he got a chance, he caught fire, um, had a great start. Then they did move him up in the lineup and he kind of cooled off a little bit. So I think. He, they may prefer to keep him down there, maybe keep the pressure off him, that sort of thing. But uh, you're certainly right. I mean, the lineup, there's no break in that lineup for a pitcher. It's uh, loaded from one to nine. Um, I got a bunch to say on this game, actually. Uh, if you're looking at it from a DFS perspective, you are looking at two of the worst bullpens in the league here. Okay, so uh, there's a good chance that you're going to get runs late in the game in this series, even though you're going to have some quality starters. You got Wright going here who... You know, I'll, I'll get to him in a second. You're going to have Chang Mo go Saturday, uh, and you're going to have Despagne go Sunday. So you're going to have some good starters going, but you've got those bullpens coming in late where I think uh, some runs are going to be had. Um, with respect to Mike Wright, I mean, the numbers look okay, 3.92 ERA. But if you look at the peripheral stats, uh, I'm a real big fan of fielding independent pit pitching stat. It uh, basically measures... Uh, a pitcher's ability on the stats that they can con control, sorry, like strikeouts, walks, hit batters, home runs, things of that nature. So he actually has a 5.03 FIP, which says that his ERA should be closer to that. Uh, right. the, big, the big issue with Wright um, has been, as Andrew mentioned, pitch counts, the walks. Uh, his manager actually sat him down uh, a couple of starts recently uh, before his start, and really kind of tried to get him to pound the strikes on. I mean, his stuff is really good for this league. He has a you know pretty good fastball, good curveball. He just doesn't throw enough strikes. He gets himself into trouble through walks, uh, which if you're facing a KT team who has a lot of dangerous bats, if you put some runners on base, you can get hurt. So like you're saying, I'd probably avoid him, even though he's probably one of the top plays or top price guys. Um, just due to the walks and then the the dangerous nature of some of these hitters, um, I wouldn't necessarily go that route tonight. Um, on the other side of things, um, 
Keon John is a, a young guy. He was their uh, first round pick uh, last year. He's only 18 years old. Uh, they skipped him in the rotation last time. That's probably going to be a pretty common thing you're going to see across the KBO. Uh, they noticed some mechanical issues with him. Um, he was great in his first start back, but like most teenagers, he's probably going to be pretty inconsistent all season. Um, he gets a little bit fastball happy. Um, yeah, again, like most teenagers, his off-speed stuff isn't totally under control yet. So you're, you're going to see him be up and down. A uh, couple of key stats I'd look at for him. He hasn't been good on the road. Uh, 10.22 ERA and three starts. Uh, the Dinos are second in the league against right-handed pitching, at 292 average. Uh, they're also third in uh, home average at 305. Uh, another big stat, I think, from a DF- DFS perspective is that He's given up an average of a little over one homer per nine innings, uh, which is not good for a starter. And the Dinos are first in the league in home runs. So, I, I'm, you know, if you're if you're looking for maybe uh, some extra points for home runs, this might be your game to uh, look at it because um, he then is backed by the second worst bullpen in the league. Um, Andrew hit a couple of the guys I look I would have recommended. Uh, Parkman Wu, uh, he has been the leadoff man. He hit third today. Uh, one thing I would tell DFS people to look out for is the injury status to Nassong Bum. Um, the Dinos three-hitter and, you know, arguably one of the best players in the league, probably be in the MLB next season. He's been injured with a hand injury all week. Uh, sounds to me like he's still battling it, so I'm not sure if he's going to play the weekend, but I guess you'd have to check in the morning. Um, another guy I'd look at uh, is Lee Myung-ji, uh, who's hit second for them. He's hit 300 off and 301. Uh, at home. Uh, neither one of these guys are big power guys, but they get on base a ton and they'll probably score some runs and even steal some bases. Uh, can't go wrong with um, any of their power bats in the middle of the lineup, but I'm guessing they'd be more expensive. So uh, depending on what way you want to go uh, there as well. So that'd be my thoughts on that one. Outstanding. Yeah. You know, I don't think Wright's a bad idea to fade because I think he's going to be highly owned. He'll probably be the second or third highest owned pitcher on the, on the slate. And I agree. I think he's done it a little bit with smoke and mirrors at times. And that FIP stat is a fantastic stat because it really, you know, sort of pulls the drapes back and tells you it's sort of like shots uh, saved on tee to green that we look at in golf. You really can see sort of the whole makeup of, of uh, what his stats should be. So I'm, I'm cool with, with fading him. I, I, I like some bats on both sides here. The only problem is these two teams – Generally, uh, and as is today, they're just so expensive, it makes it very hard to stack the dinos. But uh, with, the, with the young man, 19 years old, he's fallen in love with this fastball, and it's only at about 90, 89, 90. Maybe he's clipped 91 a few times. I mean, you know, good hitters, if that gets a little flat, they're taking that sucker deep. So, you know, and again, you don't get any breaks. I mean, you you got to face Mo eighth and Kang ninth. I mean, that'd be three four for for SK and Hanwan some of these teams. So, you know, that doesn't even go to say with Yang and Altier and, and S Park. I mean, tough there. I think you got to have a couple dinos on your lineup in your lineup, uh, even if you just cherry pick a few out of them out of there. And if you're going to do the full right fade. Uh, it doesn't hurt to, to maybe one off one of the KTW bats. So, all right, I'm trying to keep my comments short.
because I got these two brainiac baseball guys here and nobody wants to hear my second rate info. How's that? <laughs> All right, we have the third game, Lote Giants 29 and 30, Samsung Lions 32 and 30. John Won Seo, four and two with a four point three three. Che Hyung Cha is five and two with a four point oh six. And then our my bookie odds on this game, we've got Samsung a home favorite minus one forty seven. And this smells like an Andrew Hansen bet. Samsung minus one and a half. You get a big fat plus one twenty nine if you think Samsung's going to get the bats going today. And it is 10 and a half on the over-under. So let's switch it up, not to throw anybody off, but let's switch the batting order and let's have Mr. Freddie lead us off this time. Okay, uh, I'll start from the Lotte side. Uh, CO Junwoon, uh, again, another young guy. Uh, 19, he was their 2019 first-rounder. Um, couple of, I guess, hidden stats. Um, he has a 281 batting average on balls in play. You know, generally most starters are in the 300, so that tells me he's been a little bit lucky with the balls that are in play. Uh, his strikeout to walk is 29 to 16. Again, not great, not getting a, a great deal of strikeouts, and uh, that's not again uncommon for young guys who are still working to develop their secondary pitches. Uh, so again, I wouldn't, I would never start him in DFS because he's probably not going to rack up high strikeout totals consistently. Um, if you're looking for a Samsung hitter side, uh, Wunjun has given up a uh, 304 average to lefties, so I would definitely target uh, Kujawuk, who's the right fielder for Samsung. Uh, he's hit 336 with four homers against right hand pitching, and he's hit a monstrous 404 at home. So I think he's a, a great play tonight. I'm not sure what his price is, but I'd have him in there. Another left-handed bat that I'd uh, target would be Park Min, who's their center fielder. Uh, he's been hitting either leadoff or not, depending on what roster construction they've gone with. Uh, but he's hitting 336 against right-handed pitchers. So uh, I think both of those would be good plays. Um, Wunjun does have a good slider. That's, I think, his best pitch, and he throws it in any count, uh, which is why I think he has success against right-handed hitters since it breaks away yeah. from them. So I, I don't know if I go with the right-handed bats for Samsung. Uh, Saladino, uh, just so everyone knows, who's their probably most dangerous right-handed hitter, an import hitter, uh, was hit by a pitch in uh, Tuesday's game. Uh, he didn't play today. He has a muscle issue, so I'm not sure what his status is going to be for the weekend, but that's something to keep in mind if you did want to add him to the lineup uh, as the game gets closer. Uh, from the Samsung pitching side of things, uh, I think it's a good matchup for uh, Cho Che Young. Uh, again, he's another first rounder with high pedigree, a little bit older, 25. Um, I faded him last week against KT uh, due to, you know, he's a soft tosser. Um, he does have a pretty good arsenal. You know, he, he probably his fastball is 86 88, which is not overpowering, but he does have a nice curveball slider. Um, but in this one, uh, Lote is actually last in the league hitting off left handed pitching. They're hitting only 222 on the season. Uh, which is kind of odd to me because they have a very right-hand heavy lineup, so you would yeah. think that they would be a little bit better. So either that stat is going to negatively regress very hard, uh, or you know it's something that you need to target every time they face a lefty. Uh, another stat I looked at in this one was Shea Young's had a lot of success in his home park, 197 ERA over six starts. Uh, another box you can check is that he already shut Lote down. He pitched 
seven scoreless innings on May 26th. Yeah. Um, couple of concerns, I guess, if you're going to go with him. Uh, his walk rates are kind of high. It's four, averaging a little over four walks per nine innings. Uh, if I'm going back to that FIP number, it's 5.05, which says that he's maybe been a bit lucky. And the batting average on balls in play is 272, which again suggests he's been a little bit lucky. So um, I don't think he's a dominant guy. Uh, I I kind of favor Samsung in this one because of the pitching matchup and just kind of the spot and the splits uh, for Lotte versus lefties. But I wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way. So, I mean, I think Cheong might be a nice uh, target if he's a little bit cheaper. Uh, but I certainly wouldn't pay a, a big price for him either because he does carry risk. Absolutely. Well, that's all music to my ears because I I want to use Cha as a cheaper option here as my second pitcher uh, for all the reasons you mentioned. Um, you know, Lote just really struggles against lefties for whatever reason. The only guy who stands out against them is Dong Hee Han, and he's really cheap, 2800 We uh, recommended him to our members the other night when he went off with a home run. Uh, so there's a guy that I would get as a one-off if I'm not going to use Cha, but I will have Cha in a number of lineups because of the price and the matchup. And I like the same Samsung bats that you mentioned, actually. The two guys I'd highlighted their price are Park and Koo. Park's only 3100 on DraftKings. Koo is only 4500 He's uh, really hot right now. Multi-hit outings in six of his last seven. And you mentioned the home runs, the batting average for lefties. CO has given up 10 home runs overall and only 58 and two-thirds innings. Yeah. So I'm looking at Park, Ku, and Cha, and uh, hoping that Samsung covers that one-and-a-half uh, run line. I told you you were going to play that. I knew yeah. it. I can <laughs> sniff those out. Outstanding stuff. You know, it's funny, guys. I This game is one of those games that I looked at like five different times and kept changing my mind. So usually when... When I do that, you know, I respect the pitchers enough. I like some of the hitters, but the reverse splits don't add up. So this is going to be, you know, I may one off a guy here or there that fits the the build, but more than likely just because I'm not super confident in it and I like some other plays better, I'm, I'm sort of going to go to miss, uh, uh, the city of El Paso on this game pretty much. So, uh Interesting, though. There are some good plays there, no question about it. Great stuff, both fellas, both, both guys. Freddie, I have a, a, a quiz, quiz question for you. Do you know a DFS provider that has given away the last four weeks and will give away two more weeks of scot-free KBO content and lineups and PGA content and lineups? Any idea who that is? I'm going to guess DFS Coach Doc. Oh, my gosh. You're as good at this game as, as Andrew is. I think Perfect you guys score. cheat. <laughs> I wanted to mention that real quick because, you know, go to DFSCoachTalk.com, jump in. I mean, we've we've been uh, – it's been awesome lately. A lot of new members hopping in, a lot of KBO success. We, we've had a guy that's uh, followed us on YouTube uh, for quite some time and has just been plowing some tournaments – and he's actually joining tonight. And it's awesome. The, the, the discussion in Discord, I mean, it's, it's minds like Freddie's and, and Andrew's in there chit-chatting and talking about stuff and, you know, can really help you build or make some late pivots uh, that can get you over the top. So DFSCoachTalk.com, join as a week, month, or annual member, 
and you get all the way up until the 30th, 14 more days. Uh, two days after, I'll or no, I'll be out of uh, lockdown by then, thank God. Um, but basketball will start on the 30th. That's when we start the clock on people's memberships. So enjoy the free time, jump in, and uh, you, you know, very simple to join. Just follow the, the prompts there, subscribe, and, and jump right in on our website. Um, real quickly, on Twitter, uh, you can follow us throughout the day for any changes or information uh, that we're going to be posting. Freddie's stuff is always uh, going up there and is extremely, uh, he's extremely knowledgeable in, in, uh, in that information. So you want to keep up with it throughout the day. We're at DFS Coach Talk. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R. V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. And Freddie, why don't you give everybody your Twitter? Uh, yep, it's uh, at Freddie Mills 7. So F-R-E-D-D-I-E-M-I-L-L-S 7. Perfect. And then we, we, can't, we have to mention our superstar that gets all the, the ladies to join uh, Coach Talk, and that's Sugar Shane. Uh, he's at DET Sports Shane, uh, and he'll, he's on there as well. So, uh, YouTube, we're DFS Coach Talk, and check out our library of podcasts on there as well. We've got a lot of great uh, NBA and MLB stuff, uh, breakdowns of teams, etc. So, check the library uh, out of our podcasts. You can listen to us anywhere podcasts are fine on the audio side at uh, you know iTunes, Apple. Uh, Spotify, you name it, uh, you, you don't get to see the handsome faces here uh, as you do on YouTube to watch the video feed, but we are uh, on everywhere podcasts can be found every day. Um, and that is it. So let's go to games four and games five, Doosan Bears and Kia Tigers. This has been a really exciting, or this is a very exciting matchup. We have Doosan at 36 and 25. And uh, with uh, Hugh Kwan Yu, the lefty, six and three, with just a shade under a five ERA. And my favorite pitcher in the KBO, and I'm sure I'm not alone. I know he's only four and three, but I absolutely have, it's, he's been like a personal ATM for me. I love this man. Mr. Aaron Brooks, uh, four and three with a 2.52 ERA. And let's take a quick look at the my bookie uh, odds on this game we have Kia minus 149 and uh, the run line is is a plus 127 for Kia that would be courageous against Doosan and it is a ten and a half so let's flip this one back to uh, Andrew and then we'll finish the fifth one starting out with Freddie well, I like Brooks. I don't love him tonight. He what? Gave up, yeah. He gave Forget up 11, it. We're going to Freddie. <laughs> <laughs> he gave up 11 hits to Doosan. That's all uh, right. First matchup. Lefties are hitting 323 against him. That's his Achilles heel. And you know me. I mean, this is the Doosan Bears lefty. So, oh, that's uh, why you. <laughs> you're a home dog fan. Yeah, man. yeah. So uh, in that first matchup, Fernandez had a single and a double against him. JLO had a double. Juan Cho had a double. Kher actually had three hits against him as a righty, including none a double. Of that, none of that came through. You must have froze up. 
So I'm going to, if anything, I mean, I, I may make one lineup with Brooks, you know, just in case he figures it out against these lefties. He great, he's great with strikeouts, but mostly I'll have a bat or two from Deuce on. And, uh, you know, then on the other side here, it's just funny that you, with an ERA almost five, he loves pitching against Kia. 2-0 and against him with an ERA of 1.5. Obviously, he's not a power pitcher, so in those 12 innings, he's only had two strikeouts. Um, you know, it's got to be because, you know, the, the heart of that order is lefties. Tucker, H. Chuh, they haven't done too much against him. Tucker's two for six against him. Chuh is one for four with two walks. So on this one, I don't think I'm going to go with you, but I may go with a couple of the righties down at the bottom of the order or towards the bottom. D. Huang, uh, three homers on the season and 55 at-bats. He's 3,400, decent price. And then S. Han, the catcher, five homers, 15 knocked in at 3,800. Solid value. You know, it's it's tough to get a catcher in this league that you're really excited about, but I like that matchup tonight for S. Han. Freddie, help me out. Please talk some sense into him about Brooks, would you? <laughs> I don't think I'm, you're going to like what I'm going to say either. Oh, uh, no. Yes. That's okay. Yes. You know, it's it's all right to be a contrarian. I'll I'll ride the Brooks train by myself. Uh, no, with that said, I mean, I, I can't uh, fault anyone for going with Brooks tonight. He's been one of the best in the league and has seemed to get stronger as the season has gone along. 66 um, strikeouts, only- just for the, for the record. Yeah, I mean he's he's been great, and uh, but like Andrew said, he has struggled a little bit with left-handed bats. And Dusan has the most left-hand heavy lineup in the league with some of the most dangerous left-handed bats. So it's yeah. a little bit a little bit scary there. And they did get to him as he mentioned uh, in the earlier start. A uh, couple of interesting splits to add to it. Uh, going into this one, this series probably has the the coolest or most interesting um, trends or splits so far this season. Dusan is actually first on the road in batting average, 321 on the road. Yes. Um, Kia is second in home batting average. Uh, if you look at the over, if you're looking at totals, it's hit in it's 20 set or sorry 23 seven and one in Dusan road games and 27 and one in Kia home games. So if you look at that aspect of it, uh, you may see some uh, runs because they both seem to be comfortable. Dusan on the road and Kia at home. Um, but again, with Brooks, uh, I mean, again, he, he's one of the best pitchers in the league. So if you do take him, um, he may go out and throw a jam. It just seems to be a spot where, you know, stats was he, he may get touched off a little bit, but I guess that remains to be seen. Um, with respect to, uh, Hui Kwan, uh, he's not someone I ever bet on or like to go with, um. If you haven't seen him pitch, um, I put in my previews. He reminds me of Jamie Moore. He used to pitch with uh, Seattle. Uh, yeah, his Moyer. Fa- his, yeah. Yeah, his, his fastball probably 82, 83 miles an hour. Uh, so he's not he's not going to light up any radar gun. Uh, but what I will say about him is a very smart pitcher. Uh, he has a lot of moxie. Uh, he's a lot of experience. So I've seen him this year pitch around batters even with bases loaded. And he'll give up a run. Uh, but... He knows then he likes that matchup that may be on deck uh, to pitch out of an inning. There was a game earlier this season, season against the Wyverns where he actually pitched around Jamie Romack um, and got to the left-hand hitter on deck um, and got him out. He gave up a run. He walked in a run, but he, he got out of the inning. So you will see a little bit of unconventional stuff with him, but he's an experienced guy who uh, you know, has been around the block. Uh, to touch on what Andrew said about Kia and, I guess, Hui Kwan's success against him, um, if you look at a lot of Kia's top hitters, so obviously Tucker, 
Tucker is hitting only 241 against left-handed pitching this season. If you look at Choi Wong Wu, who's the DH of his third, he's hitting only 250 against left-handed uh, pitchers this season. And even if you look at a right-handed hitter, Najee Wan, who generally cleans off or hits fifth, he's hitting only 186 against left-handed pitching. So that's probably a big reason why he's had success is that if you can hold those three in check, you're probably going to have a good chance to beat Kia. So I'm not sure what kind of stat to trust in this game. Kia's been great at home, but they their key guys have not been good against left-handers. And overall, Kia is ninth in the league hitting off left-handers. Uh, they're just slightly ahead of uh, Lote, as I mentioned earlier. So uh, I wouldn't know what to do with this game. Uh, you know, there's a lot of contrasting stats to me. Uh, I, cer- I certainly would not roster Hui Kwan in DFS just because he's a guy who's not going to get you any strikeouts, and he has the potential to get hit hit hard every time he takes them out. Um, you know, it's a very tough one. Uh, if I was going to go with uh, hitters from this game, uh, one left-handed hit for hitter for Kia who has that success against lefties is uh, Yeoman Sang, who, you know, has hit six. He's in and out of the lineup. Uh, he's hit uh, 429 against left-handed, hitter, uh, left-handed pitching. So might be a guy to look at and probably going to be a cheaper option as he's not a bigger name. Uh, if you're going with the Doosan guys, I mean, you got to go with the left-handed bats. Fernandez, J-Lo, um, you know, start there and work your way out. But again, a very confusing game for me and not one I'll be betting on and not one I would, uh, you know, feel comfortable with either way. Great points, guys, both of you, really. And, you know, it's I, the trend that I've seen, and it's just getting a bigger and bigger spread, and I've been on it for probably three weeks. Doosan on the road is way better hitting than they are at home. It's not even close. I mean, they're scoring uh, almost two runs g- uh, game higher uh, so for whatever the reason is, they are hitting better on the road, which makes me very worried about Brooks. But I, I'm still going to stick with my man because even if he, you know, in a game like this, if he gives up three earned runs or even four and can get a good eight innings and strike out seven, eight guys, I could live with that. Um, you know, but I'm not extremely excited after you two rained on my parade. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But great points, fellas. Great stuff. All right. Final game on the on the slate. The Kiwoom Heroes, 37 and 26. SK Wyverns, 19 and 43. Uh, Siang Ho Lee, 2 and 4 with a 5.90 ERA. And uh, Joe Han Kim with an, a very scary 0-5, 6.68 ERA. That can't be a good matchup for him against this Kiwoom team, who I have been waiting to talk about all day. But let's look at my bookie.ag because I'm thinking um, we're going to have a pretty big one here. Um, would you like to... Uh, Throw a guess out there, either one of you. How much, without looking, do you think Kiwoom is a road favorite in this game against the Wyverns? Go for it, Freddie. You probably already know. I don't. I think, uh, I guess, minus 250, maybe? All right, Andrew? I'll say minus 200. We have a winner of both showcases. Minus 256, Kiwoom is. So, nice job. Um, and you, unfortunately, it's even minus 156 on the run line. And this is a 10 and a half game. 
I'm going to let you guys do the breakout, but I'll just tell you this. I'm going to stack enough Kiwoom heroes to make you dizzy. So that's all <laughs> I'm going to say. All right, go for it, Mr. Freddy. Yeah, uh, I guess one thing to point out uh, heading into this series is you've got uh, one of the better bullpens in the league uh, who's going to have their top guys rested after not going today against, I think SK is maybe eighth now, but they're not very reliable. So that'd be something to look at, uh, I guess, from a betting perspective. Uh, with respect to this game, uh, I don't really like either pitcher. Uh, I'll start with uh, Kim Johan, the SK starter. He's um, kind of a journeyman guy, kind of profiles as a journeyman. He's only making his ninth start, and I think it's his fifth season. So right away, that should set off alarm bells. Is he's not a uh, you know a top quality guy. A uh, couple of the stats. I mean, five strikeouts to ten walks. That's not good uh, for a starter. <laughs> Um, he's also hit four batters, uh, three wild pitches. So that tells you he's a guy who struggles with his control. Um, going back to that FIP stat, it's 6.38. Uh, so again, he hasn't been very good. Uh, if you then dig a little bit deeper, because the data is a little bit uh, small with him, uh, I looked at his future league stats, which is basically the minor leagues. He had a 6.39 ERA and seven appearances there. So he, he wasn't any better against minor league hitting. So He's not a guy I would roster in DFS. So you like or my about. stack then? I like your stack very much. Hey, um, you have a winner if, finally. If, if you're looking at where to go, um, again, in a smaller sample size, he's given up a 347 average to right-handed batters. So right away, that makes me start with Kim ha the the uh, Kiwoom. Uh, he generally hits second. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, he's been uh, red hot as of late. Uh, I think he has maybe four homers in his last five games. Uh, so yeah, so he'd be a guy I'd be looking at for sure. Uh, we talked about Jung Ho Lee yesterday. I know he hits from the left side, but I mean, if you're playing Kiwoom, uh, he didn't have a big game today either. That makes me think that he's probably going to bounce back tomorrow. Uh, I would start with those two guys and then work your way from there. Um, from the Kiwoom pitching perspective, uh, Lee Sung Ho. Uh, he's been a tough guy to figure. He had a really hot stretch uh, about a month ago where he had three, four consecutive starts, including shutting down the dinos. Uh, looked like he kind of turned the corner. Uh, but, you know, lately he hasn't been good over his last two starts. Uh, you know, he's got hit pretty good. Uh, I think I had it here like 12 earned runs over his last two starts. So that's not very good at all. Um, it's 7.04 ERA on the road. Now, most of that damage was done in those last two starts. So it's, you know, it might be a bit skewed, but. Hard to trust a guy who hasn't been in good form in, in recent games. Um, if you ignore all of that and just look at the Wyverns' offense, uh, they're not very good. I mean, they're eighth uh, in the league hitting off left-handed pitching. They're only hitting 253. they They're ninth in hitting at home, only 241. Uh, it's a big reason why, I don't know if you guys heard, they went out and signed uh, Tyler White, uh, who was in Dodgers camp, which is kind of a rare thing in KBO because they went for the two import hitters. Uh, they'll now have Romack and White uh, and only one um, import pitcher in Ricardo Pinto, which is generally not the way teams go because, as you mentioned earlier, the pitching drops off so quick. If you don't have two import arms, you're generally at a disadvantage. So, But they, I guess they felt that it was their best option to address the hitting concerns. Um, if you look at Sung Ho, he gives off a 3.33 average to lefties. Um, SK has made a couple of changes as of late. They brought up a couple of young bats, uh, Choi Ji Hoon and Choi Jun Woo. Those are two young guys in their early 20s, so they believe it's part of their future. Uh, they've been hitting at the top of the lineup lately, and they both had a lot of success against lefties. 
John Wu is hitting 333, and Ji Hoon is in 448. Uh, so those are two guys at the top of the order. If you're going with the Warrens, uh, I would start there. Uh, Han Dang Min just came back. Uh, he was injured the last uh, five, six weeks. He, I think, is their best hitter. Uh, he's also had success against lefties. He's hitting 333. Uh, and then, of course, being a Canadian, I got to shout out Jamie Romack. Uh, he's not... He's not had a good year, but what he has had is success against left-handed pitching. He's hitting uh, 341 against uh, left-handed pitching with three homers. It looks so, like I they mean, moved him down in the order, too. Yeah, he, they gave him a day off, uh, I think it was Tuesday, and got him back in there today. So uh, maybe trying to take a little bit of pressure off him. Uh, but it seems like a good matchup for him tomorrow. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is I like runs to be scored in this game early on, I guess based on the statistics of it. Uh, I would certainly favor your side of things, taking the key one bats, trust them a little bit more, as Sung Ho does seem to have the potential to have a good start, but who knows? Yeah, I'll echo all that. And in fact, Romack hit a home run against this lefty, so uh, it might be a nice spot at low ownership since he hasn't done anything here the last couple of days. 4700 good price on him. Uh, and Lee's given up eight homers to righties this season. And then... Coach, I'll just throw it back to you for the Kiwum stack because I would endorse almost anybody who we play normally. KCO, H. Kim, the more expensive one, Jung Ho Lee, and then even the as you go down the order, Byung Ho Park, uh, B. Gion, who we gave out to our members as a key play this week, and then even the less expensive middle infielder, Hai Sung Kim at 3,700. Uh, he does great against righties. And again, this one, um, you know, is. Uh, with an ERA over six and a half, he's a nice target. So how are you going to decide which Kiwum guys to stack? I, I'm going to use uh, four of the top five in the order in a couple of different builds. I like Co Kim, Lee, Park, and Hio. I think they're all very strong. And I even might use uh, the catcher Lee in a lineup where I need a little extra uh, value. Um, so I think the first six, in my opinion, are all very usable. Uh, I'm going to use four of the top five, uh, mix them up in a couple lineups. But I, to me, I just I love the over in this game too. I just I think Kiwoom scores uh, ten on their own, and uh, you know SK's bullpen is bad, the, the starters horrible, and uh, Kiwoom has no bullpen either. So even if Lee has a little bit better than normal start. I think SK has enough weapons in there, especially with Doug, Doug Min Han back. He's a real sleeper, and he can hit. I think that might get Romack going, too. So this is my key hitting game of the, of the day. Uh, you know, Kiwoom's t- last uh, in bullpen. So, uh, you know, 15 runs total in this game uh, I think is very doable. I really feel that. Excellent. Anything else on that one, uh, Andrew? Nope. Awesome. Thanks for letting me get my two cents worth in. Let's go. Awesome, awesome. All right. Uh, that is the main thing, and it's such great information. I mean, this is uh, fantastic, Freddie. It's you're a natural on here. Your information is great, and we just we're so happy to have you as part of the team. So. Um, Bizarre memories we'll have way down the road. I announce I have COVID-19, still seems unreal, and we have invite Freddie in. We'll remember that during the, the, the shutdown when we were playing just KBO, 
that there will be a day we'll look back and say, how did we survive those days? But look at this. We're fans. You know, I we've done so well with it. I hate to let it go. I'm going to be sad to not be rostering guys and playing these teams on DFS. But I don't have uh, this for a fact. Maybe you know, uh, uh, Freddie, but I'm pretty sure uh, Fantasy Draft, or I'm sorry, DraftKings and FanDuel are going to drop KBO when the MLB comes back. Do you know if they'll still offer it, or, or have you heard anything? I haven't heard anything official, but my guess will be they would, just because the demand will be so high for the North American sports. Uh, right. But it's, it's just uh, just me guessing at this point. Yeah, it's a bummer, and, and I think it probably will. And, you know, FanDuel, as you heard yesterday with my outrage with their whole pricing shenanigans, They've sort of already given up on KBO. So I'm not going to beat up on FanDuel anymore. I do love FanDuel. So, um, all right. That is the, the main stuff. I want to thank our two sponsors, mybookie.ag. Definitely go there, put in the promo code Coach Talk for that 50% bonus up to $1,000 and $25 free play. And our the awesome $300 literally risk free bet at tvg.com. Also, promo code Coach Talk. The easiest thing to do to get that offer is to go to our DFSCoachTalk.com website and just click on that banner. It takes you right to it. Um, our charity of choice, we always mention at the end of every show, is uh, Mombon3.org. That's M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Uh, fantastic charity set up by Kobe's family, and we love it. We love that charity, and we miss Kobe. It has been a hell of a year. All right, that is it. Any last words, uh, Andrew? Yeah, I just want to thank Freddie again for jumping on here with us. It was a lot of fun. Uh, great to break down the slate with you. And Coach, you know, we're just we're thinking about you with COVID here. Uh, we're all behind you, and uh, you know, we know you're going to fight through it. So uh, just keep chugging along and know that we're uh, thinking about you. Thanks, man. Thank you, Freddie. Yeah, I'd certainly echo Andrew's uh, sentiments there. Certainly uh, wishing all the best. Uh, been thinking about you. Um, had a lot of fun uh, chatting about the KBO. It's my first time on a uh, on a podcast like this, so uh, hopefully I came across okay and didn't talk too fast. But uh, you know, certainly a lot of fun, and I'm definitely looking forward to the uh, games more. You're a stud, man. All three of us are all trying to reach up there to that Sugar Shane Caldwell level. We'll all three get there one of these days. <laughs> so Sugar sugar will like that one. Yeah. All right. Thank you, guys. It's been a great show. I know we're a little longer than normal today, but you got three, three voices in here, but it's going to be well worth it. We're getting it up way ahead of time, so we'll post uh, in the afternoon. And uh, definitely jump in Discord if you have questions for us. I'm sure some folks are going to want to uh, throw a few questions out there to Freddie and uh, – Again, fantastic to have you join the team, man. We're we are the best of the best, and we try to be the elite and best of the DFS providers anywhere. And adding you definitely is another differentiator for us. So, have a great day, everyone. Uh, we're back again tomorrow for uh, PGA and uh, KBO doubleheader. It's our last doubleheader Friday. Uh, and then we're going to be switching when we have MLB and NBA. So catch both podcasts tomorrow um, for, uh, for sure with, with KBO. Uh, Andrew, is it uh, who's on which doubleheader? You know better than me. 
I think you and I have golf and Shane and I have KBO, but don't quote me on that. No, I think that is correct. So okay. check those out. Uh, those will be fantastic. I'm going solo Saturday. Yep. So, yeah, beat up the old coach, COVID and everything. I got to go solo. That's all right, you guys. You know, <laughs> you know the, I got big shoulders for a reason. No. So, <laughs> hey, again, great job. Terrific. And uh, we'll uh, catch everybody tomorrow. Uh, and uh, definitely tune in again for both shows tomorrow and, and Saturday solo. And we thank you for spending this hour or so with us. Crush it, NBA, big, or uh, NBA, see? I've got it on my brain. Crush KBO, and, and let's get ready for uh, some of the U.S. sports coming back, too. This is a perfect time to join. So uh, we appreciate you, and we will catch you again tomorrow when we look to crush it in DFS.